Good evening and welcome to Storytime with the Rubus. I am being handed the reins uh, for the week. My name is Mitchell. I will be your guest host. I want to start off by thanking Brooklyn, Daniel, and Sharla, that's alphabetically correct, for making me feel so much a part of their family. And I am happy to be here. Wait, farmily? Did you just invent that word? I love it. I, I've been using it for a couple years, but I'll take credit. I thought you misspoke, but then I realized, like, oh no, that's a real word that oh, you just had. I, me, me like making wordies. Yes. So I'm Daniel. Y'all know me. I'm Sharla. And I'm Brooklyn. And I am, like he said, <clears throat> handing over the reins to Mitchell. I have some idea of what's happening, but purposefully not all of it. Please take it away, good sir. Uh, I plan on talking a little fast because I've got a lot of content, but I will enunciate well, and I'm purposely drawing out my vowels so you can do the 2x speed and still catch on stuff. <laughs> so, first uh, off, who am I? Uh, I'm Mitchell. Uh, I like to introduce myself as unimportant if I'm drunk enough. At that point, I'm not going to write your name down. Please don't be offended. I'm drunk on Bud Light. <laughs> Um, so my first Bonnaroo was 2009. Uh, some friends asked me if they could stay at my place for uh, the trip up, and they were going to some music festival. And I was like, well, what's it all about? So I go and uh, look up a lot of the bands, and uh, let me tell you, I got infatuated with the lineup and was immediately like, okay, let me get a ticket. And so I didn't eat a couple meals and got a ticket. In 2009, that was your first one? Yeah, 2009 was my first route. What was the big draw to you? Like, what was, like, the big artist that you are like, yes, I'm sold because of them? Uh, it was kind of a, a, a three-way tie uh, between uh, Broken Social Scene, uh, Jurassic 5, and... Oh, my God. Come on, Brain. That was still kind of like in the jam band days, really. Th- that was it, towards the jam bandy section of things. Um... I think it was MIA. I believe it was MIA. I'm so jealous. Charlotte oh, wow. um, and I have been dying to see her for years. I, I, I have a story later about MIA and my, uh, my introduction to uh, jazz metal, which was a thing. Um, so, my first Bonnaroo, I just want to go over how ill-prepared I was. Um, I had relied on a friend of mine to... Uh, she said she had an eight-person tent, and there were six of us in the car, and we were all going to sleep in the same eight-person tent. Uh, about three miles from the entrance of Bonnaroo, my buddy's truck broke down, and we were all instructed to pick up what we could carry in. So I carried everything I brought with me, which was a bag chair and my clothes. I did not have a pillow. I did not have a blanket. How far did you have to walk with all this? Uh, we got about a mile down the road before finally a nice um, uh, group from Louisiana invited us to hop into the back of their uh, truck bed. With all of our stuff. But uh, a detail that I need to go back on is, remember, we were all instructed to carry our own things. And we had to leave certain things behind, like a cooler and stuff like that. So I had meat that was unavailable to me. Um, (laughs) But uh, my friend, she picked up the eight-person tent, threw it over her shoulder, and I didn't think anything about her 5'2 frame carrying an (laughs) eight-person tent that easily. (laughs) <laughs> so we get down the road uh, quite a bit. We're picked up by uh, Louis- this wonderful Louisiana. Shout out to Thunder Mike. Um, if you're out there, I still have your telephone number. I'm sorry I haven't texted you in years. <laughs> um, Thunder Mike, I hope he hears this. Uh, me too, me too. People from Louisiana are like among the most hospitable. I remember, Charlie, you remember uh, mine your first year? It was our first year, yeah. Got, the guys next, well, next door to us, if, if, if camps have doors or whatever... They uh, cooked, cooked us a bunch of stuff. We had uh, yeah, what, it was some... a chef from Louisiana. Yeah, from that's right. It was yeah. a whole chef, and he was like, "Hey, we're having a celebratory meal for their first night," and he hooked us up with like shrimp and gumbo oh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, 
was amazing. But anyway, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, so uh, we get about a mile down the road, picked up the Louisianans, uh, we get inside, we start setting up camp next to them, and that's when uh, my friend uh, Renee pulls out the eight-person glorified tarp, because I want to <laughs> point out that her 5-2 frame carried it with ease, which means there were no poles. It was just a giant tarp. Um, everyone else was smart and had budgeted some money and suddenly was spending $60 on an overpriced tent at the Bonnaroo General Store. Oh, no. I made a conscious decision. No, I want to get drunk. <laughs> I will not buy a tent. So I slept in a bag chair in the sun for the first two days. And then uh, it started to rain on Friday. Uh, Friday, because we did show up on Wednesday. So it started to rain on Friday, and my mouth filled up with water. <laughs> and the Louisiana neighbors were like, do you want to move your bag chair under our easy up? And I was like, that'd be delightful. And that was my home for the rest of the weekend. Um, I still loved it enough to come back 2011, 13 onwards. Uh, I, I believe this will be my 11th Bonnaroo I get to go to coming up in 2022. So you didn't go consecutively. No, I, I, 9, 11, and 13 on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I, absolute shit planning. I'm much better now. I, I, I have my uh, shit together. Uh, I put it in a bag, and I get there uh, well, I unpack my shit. Um, <laughs> so, what do I do each year at, uh, at Bonnaroo? I'm one of the group leaders at Camp Redaroo. I talk the most, so I'm kind of like the most vocal part slash the face of it. Like, uh, I've been interviewed by the Tennessean for stuff that all I did was show up and help run. I did not run, but, you know, being me, I get credit. I, I'm I'm a I'm an established I, I, I'm a team. You you, I, Mitchell. I hate to tell you this, but when like a media person comes to Camp Redru and they see everything going on, you're a human cartoon character. So they're like, yes, we need to talk to this gentleman. I, I've literally been in the New York Times because I looked like a cartoon <laughs> character out there, and they and and they took a picture of me in in my costume, and that was my second time in the New York Times. Um, <laughs> Wait, do I want to know the first time? Uh, I was. Uh, it was at the '96 Olympics, and I, oh yes, and I looked like Opie, <laughs> and uh, the Australian uh, uh, reporter that was sitting behind me at women's uh, women's uh, basketball took my picture, and I got uh, like a fifth page blurb in the New York Times about the fact that they had just started the Andy Griffith Show's broadcast there. And so I was fresh Opie lookalike. And my grandmother still has a copy of the new, of the Australian paper that got mailed to her of me on the front page about meeting Opie at the fucking Olympics. Sorry. Oh, you can say that. It's okay. 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 And, uh, and then I was that article was mentioned in the New York Times. So that was my first. I, I have a quick aside as well. Mm -hmm. You and I were talking at camp or something at Armenia last year. And we realized that you and I were both at the 1996 Atlanta Olympics on the same day. Because it was the day after the uh, park bomb, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we were probably we probably walked right by each other when we were like what eleven years old and didn't know it. Because I went to the old Atlanta Fulton County baseball stadium where the Braves played back in the day to see like Korea and, and the Netherlands play. I don't know who it was. It wasn't the U.S. And you went next door to the uh, track and field, didn't you? Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So that is crazy, dude. Just I, I just always thought that was wild. I just I, had to bring that up. I still uh, one of my fun uh, things to do in life is uh, for Dragon Con. I uh, cosplay as an Olympics <laughs> spectator from the 96 Olympics, and I've got VIP ba a VIP badge, a hat full of pins, Izzy. turf shirt. I've got Izzy on a flag, Izzy little stuffed animals, Izzy keychains, Izzy soccer ball. <laughs> what Izzy all over the place. 
Um, <laughs> just walk around like, where do I find the bad mitten? I heard Jimmy Carter was going to that one. I literally, I have a map and the itinerary from the Olympic Games, and I will walk up to people at <laughs> Dragon Con, and I'll be like, I know I'm over here, and I'm trying to get to archery. Uh, how far is Stone Mountain from here? Can I walk there? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so let, let me, I'm gonna get back on the Bonnaroo track yes, real I'm quick. Sorry. No, no, you're yes. oh, obviously yeah, we're we're good. Uh, so I, I help run stuff at Camp Redaroo. Uh I have hosted the games before, uh, where we where we gave out uh, pit passes to LCB sound system for a beer pong tournament. Ooh. I've uh, whooped many asses at uh, a dizzy bat. If you don't know what dizzy bat is, uh, go look up some YouTube videos and giggle. Um, the biggest part of Redaroo these days, though, I'd say, is the beer exchange, which we host on Friday, I think at 11 a.m. I'm not sure. It's a blur for me. We should give a shout-out to Carrie. Oh, of course. Shout-out to Carrie Jackson, who uh, is, like, boots on the ground, our general for the beer exchange. Uh, helped get it going. Uh, it actually originally started, there was a man on Reddit who wanted to host a beer exchange and was looking for some place to host it. And because group camping was relatively fresh in 2014, we were like, well, we're going to have a set location, so why not host it here? Uh, that day uh, that he had signed up, that we had 14 people show up. I have a Polaroid still of it. Um, he didn't show up. Um, about seven hours later, after the fact, oh, yeah. it was very dark. And this uh, Herculean man carrying the world on his shoulders comes over with one of the biggest fucking igloos you can imagine. And he's like, is this where the beer exchange was? And we're like, yeah. And we're all hanging out because it's Mumford & Sons time, i.e., was that Jack Johnson? Yeah, that was Jack Johnson. Yeah. yeah. So 13, we yeah. didn't go hear banana pancakes. Sorry. Aww. We hung out at the campsite, played <laughs> Dominion, and had banana this pancakes. man stumble onto us and be like, I'm eight hours late. My friend um, made me take Bud Light. And um, <laughs> he was very drunk and got lost in the campsite for about four hours, gave up, and then started again when he got a little more sober. Uh, found us and then literally was like, what's your favorite beer? And asked everybody present. There was about 20 of us. And he had an amalgamous beer from Florida that tasted similar or exactly like your favorite beer or better every time. <laughs> uh, I got introduced to the Florida Cracker because I like uh, Hefeweizens and orange beers of that style. Um, My favorite is coming in and finding the different sours from all over the country. Oh, yeah. We, we've come a long way since that guy's idea where we now have kiddie pools and designated areas where you can go trade uh, specific types of beers and a lot of vendors. And uh, shout out to Pontoon Brewing. This is actually yes. how we got to know each other. Uh, Pontoon Brewing was friends with Repeat Repeat. And then we worked together with the Rubus to throw a pre-party yes. uh, with Repeat Repeat uh, on the Rubus. And then Pontoon made uh, a beer with Repeat Repeat that year and served it at our beer exchange. And now there's been like, what, three different kinds? There was that and then the one um, that had like the trippy Rufus... The one with the bus on it last year. Now, a new one's coming this year? Two. Two new ones. They're going to have the Bonnaroo official beer that's going to be uh, wide uh, wide circulation in Tennessee, Georgia, and their other markets. Ooh, and obviously really? available at Bonnaroo. But they're purposely making a second batch to only be served at the beer exchange this year. Is the, Well, we should let Kevin talk about that since he's on it. Er, er, yeah, Ke- Kevin and I were both at the meeting, but Kevin is definitely the point man on that. Yes, I thought so. Yeah, it's it's I, I it's it's important to note once again that I am a group leader. I am not the of yeah. Redaru, and there are so many cogs that are just quiet, and I just talk too much. I, I hesitated for a second there because I realized I was probably about to talk about something that wasn't announced yet. We'll let him. Oh yeah, that's do that. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin's got 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 something uh, good mixed in up. Um, yes, Miss Brooklyn. Oh, I just want to say, like, it's so phenomenal of how 
how quickly the beer exchange has exploded. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we got to know them when they helped out with the Repeat Repeat show. But then we really got to know everybody at Red Roo because of the beer exchange, basically. Because we came out hung out with you guys for hours on, what is it, Friday or Saturday, whatever it is. The What Podcast uh, episode. Yes. That's when I met Dave for the first time, was at a beer exchange. It was great. We were at the, the, we were at the, the Monkey Bar. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's funny because like we came to that podcast recording when they hosted them right next to the Monkey Bar. And we didn't all know each other know each other very well then, but if you go back and think about it, it was all of us here. Lord Taco was there, Dave was there, and now we all know each other so much better now. We've all done like mini roos together and such. I've we gotten I've gotten drunk with all level. of you. Yes. <laughs> That's how you get intimate with folks. But seriously, bless <laughs> you guys because you put on what is probably the best event that isn't specifically organized by the people who get paid to do Bonnaroo. Uh, it is my favorite. To, to give you guys a rundown of the beer exchange, uh, bring a six-pack or more. I bring about 60 beers each year oh, wow. uh, to trade for other beers. And if you bring at least a six-pack, we will feed you. Uh, and you get to trade the beers with other people exactly like yourself from their breweries and their little necks of the wood. And you get to experience just a, a world's palate worth of beer in uh, a blistering hour. That flies by every time. Where is the furthest beer that you had? Like the, the beer coming from the furthest way or whatever. I, I still have it. I did not open it. Uh, there is a, uh, kin, uh, a, a, I think it's Kinshin, the Japanese beer. What? Um, you. It was at their 100th anniversary and it was only served at the base of Mount Fuji. And somebody traded me a can of this. For uh, one of the original Redaru beers, oh the, the, the Mad Tea Party, and I covet it. Yeah, are you just gonna? Wow. Will it go bad at some point? Oh, it's probably already bad. Oh. I, don't give, I, I don't give a shit. That, that's that's like that's a collector's so, item. Yeah, so somebody went to Beer Heaven in Japan and brought me a chunk back. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Wow. Jinx, uh, you owe me a Coke. Okay, I'll buy. Actually, a, Coke a beer. I'll buy you beer tonight. Jinx late. Um, Okay, so now I'm going to uh, move on uh, to some camping tips, which is my next little thing, because if I'm going to have the spotlight, I want to help out some some rando Caldrissians out there. (laughs) Uh, So, a really big tip, and this is not obvious to a lot of people, if you put your car to the east of your tent, uh, or you're easy up more eastward at that point, it will absorb sunlight... As it comes over the horizon and give you those crucial hour and a half, two hours of extra sleep that you will all need in your hungover rave state. <laughs> so let's orient ourselves. Which, If you're sitting at the farm in the campgrounds, if you're looking towards the big cell phone tower, that's west. So the other way, going, looking towards the what stage? You you want to look away from Centauru if you are um, 3rd Avenue and over. Okay, yes. If I believe that is correct. So you would be pods 1 through 15. You want to face away from Sinaru. And because you are on the bottom half uh, for fifteen and uh, 16 and up, you would want to look at Sinaru and then look left. So look, yeah, I'm looking at Google Maps right now. So you would like look kind of towards like where Where in the Woods is nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and like... Uh, I, I never remember things by pod a, 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 Another way to remember, and, and it helped me immensely to figure out the layout of Bonnaroo, if you know what a cornucopia is, <laughs> um, like a, a horn of plenty, look it up. It's a, it's a thing. Through the loom. But, but yeah, the, 
Bonnaroo itself is two large cornucopias on top of each other. At the base of one is what stage, and at the base of the other is which. And they are yin and yang faced away from each other, and all the stages come in a loop around off of that cornucopia. And if you look at the campsite, it also expands like a cornucopia in a little semi-spiral like that as well. I would never have thought to think of it this way, but you're right. Yes. I, I, yeah, no, no, it's, I, was, I was very drunk on Bud Light, and a man pointed it out to me sometimes. <laughs> Um, all right, so back to the tips. Uh, you uh, can get them very, very cheap at Walmart or any general store. Uh, there are these solar charged lights that you stick in the ground like uh, garden lights. Buy some for like a dollar a piece and put them at your tent stakes. Oh, yes, we do that. Yeah, and put them at your tent stakes, and that way you won't have to make a, an emergency trip to the medical tent because you gouged your toe <laughs> off on your tent stake. Ooh. Um, That's a very good tip. Uh, keep your pillow in your car. Because it will just absorb ambient moisture if it's sitting in your tent. And nobody likes a damp pillow. And if you like no. a damp pillow, you're a dirty, dirty whore. That, that's <laughs> another... Oh, my God. That's another good one because I, I don't know if you noticed, but like in the middle of the summertime, when you're coming back to your campsite at like 4 a.m. or some ungodly hour, it dews a lot. Oh, yeah. It's because of all like, of our sweat. And yeah. it can't go anywhere. So it just falls back well, on us. I noticed that like, well, when what we it come is. back... Like, there will be, like, a layer of moisture all over the bus. Because, like, you know, like, sometimes you wake up and there's, like, just that wet mist all over the grass? I guess that's about the time that it lays, you know? Think about how many people have been dancing for how many hours and how much moisture (laughs) they have put into the air that doesn't get circulated out and just lands back on them. Seriously, what that is, it sounds very weird, but it's because you've got the the hot people and the cold air at night, and we're just raining back on ourselves. Uh, In the same regard, though, keep your clothes in your car. Uh, it, any cloth is going to absorb ambient moisture, so oh, pillow and clothes. Charla has a good tip for the clothes thing. Tell them about your uh, your bag idea. Oh, I always put my clothes in. I plan each outfit every day and put it in a gallon Ziploc bag. So, so she'll write like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, and so don't that take way it out you don't have to uh, sit there and go, what goes with what? What am I going to wear today? No, it's just already ready when you pull it out. It'll keep the moisture out like he's talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My best friend Sarah does that. Mm-hmm. It's really helpful. Yes. Um, What's next? Uh, hydrate or dihydrate. <laughs> uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. Drink water, <laughs> you heathens. Uh, you and all your candy and Bud Light are all diuretics. You are just draining water out of your body. Please drink water. Uh, a helpful tip to keep your cooler clo- cold. Freeze water, and that is ice. And then guess what? It's liquid water. Yes. Eventually. Um, plan time to just walk around and experience all the pods. There is so much art and little shops and things. Like, set aside some time on your weekend to go exploring not Cineroo and just what the campgrounds have to offer in terms of attractions. I recommend doing that on Tuesday or Wednesday if you come in early. Oh, because yeah. Because nothing's going on anyway. So just take your time and go, you know, mosey around and see what you can find. Kind uh, of pregame to see where all that stuff's going to be. Oh, yeah. There, there's uh, Kevin leads a Kevin Barnes. From Meru, uh, every Wednesday night he leads a, a uh, or Thursday morning it, it has changed a walk to Shakedown Street for all the newbies, and it's a big train of fun for folks to just go check out what what's out there. Uh, Shakedown Street is like when you come down Bushy Branch and it turns, it goes past that barn that was like the Nashville barn, kind of where you guys used to be at. You keep going that way, and there's like it's hard to miss. There's a lot of like books selling their wares. Yeah, I was gonna say if you see a bunch of slushy booths. And more pipes than you can imagine. You're there. <laughs> um, so this one goes out to all of my procrastinators and lazy people like myself. You can sleep in Monday morning until the Mounties come and wake you up. <laughs> I have done this every single year. 
I am the last person awake in my campsite because I'm generally the last to sleep Monday morning. And I literally have been woken up by the Mounties for seven of the <laughs> ten years I've been. That's kind of sad on Monday morning when you wake up and everything's trashed and half of everybody's gone. Well, with Camp Redaru, I purposely stay behind and help clean up all of our mess and get everything piled up for the folks. Because I've done... Um, the, the clean vibes as well and cleaned up after Bonnaroo. Oh. Shout out, if you if you want to go to Bonnaroo for free, just stay for two days later and pick up trash and find a lot of Bud Light on the ground. <laughs> um, so, uh, on the subject of Bud Light, um, do not buy Bud Light from strangers without a test kit. Oh, oh. Make sure... He's not talking about beer. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about inebriation. <laughs> so, do not go and spend money on these general stores without them showing you that it is real Bud Light, okay? Uh, there are easy test kits online. Be smart, be aware. Uh, if you want to bring sand to the beach, do not paint your car. Good lord, don't tell the police that you're on your way to fun. Uh, just... <laughs> You know, there's plenty of sand already there. Be careful. Be safe. Um, the way that you dress and like stuff that you have on your car is important, especially if you're coming down some of these like big Tennessee interstates, especially coming from Knoxville. I always tell people, just like, don't put anything fancy in your car and don't dress crazy. Just look like you're going to Grandma's house for a Sunday barbecue and you're not going to have much of a problem. You're going to go camp in a national park. They don't know better. Yeah. It's not their business. Yeah. I mean, it is, sadly. We are their business, their shadow. That's why I'm warning us. Um, So, uh, here's a... And then this is the last general tip I have for everybody. If you want to be in the pit for a show, go to the left front side of that stage hours early. But the bees! The bees! The bees! It's worth the sting. Go over there. (laughs) Ask which line, because there will be multiple lines. And if you want to be in in line for the headliner... I suggest five hours early at the minimum. And I know that sounds yeah. extreme, but they cap the numbers, and there's people more in love with that person than you. Charlie and I talked Always. about that last week. Mm-hmm. Somebody told us the number one time, but we can't remember. It, it's close to 1,000 people for the what pit. Like, it doesn't seem like it would be that much, but it is I it even, thought it was more than that. It could be. I don't want to say it because I can't remember exactly. We'll get to the bottom of that and find out one of these days. Show up early. Same rule for estate sales. If you're not the first there, <laughs> you're sec- your first loser. Mitchell, was that your last tip? That was my last uh, newbie tip, correct. No, those were lovely. I, I wanted to uh, kind of veer off of your itinerary just for a moment because I wanted to plug your IHOV deal. Can you tell me a little bit about that? It's International House of... Vinyl, not the other thing that I tried to call it the other... Nope, yeah. it's International what, House of Vinyl. Uh, it is. <laughs> uh, we, we have many vaginas and penises in our ranks, oh, but okay, it is good. not of the vaginas alone. Uh, it, it's, it's International House of Vinyl, IHOF. Uh, I do a weekly auction there. We have a lot of good sellers. If you like records, come check us out. Um, I started it uh, January of last year. We're a little over 1,600 members at this point in time. Oh, wow. Uh, every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, come hang out with me. I play Zuckproof music and sell records, and that's my main job. So we, we've had some going because I wanted this to be a good collab with IHOP. So what have we had before what we got now? Uh, we had Mandrill, Mandrill Land playing, which is some good old uh, classic funk soul. Uh, and currently, we have my choice of goth pop. This is Tones on Tail. Ooh. The album is pop. Uh, Tones on Tail is one of the many, many offshoots of Bauhaus. Um, it's it's wonderful, wonderful stuff. Check out Go or Twist. Uh, it's all on YouTube. Great stuff. Great I learned stuff. so much. 
I keep joking that I'm going to have to start like a Spotify playlist just of like only your recommendations. I have a lot of Spotify playlists of recommendations if anybody yes. wants any. I've I have got... a thing. Yes, that, Brooklyn. That I must say. Yes, tell us. Okay, this is random and this is very out of context. That's but... pretty much you. I Okay, so advice. If you are in the dating scene or oh. just looking to meet friends, a good way to get to know that person, make a playlist of your top picks and swap playlists with each other. Oh, yeah. That's how you get to know each other. People and Spotify since... has a great platform yes. to do that. So Oh, more so than cassette tapes back in the day. I have so many good cassette tapes. With people who've been though. doing that forever. No, this is the first time I've ever done it. You're right, you're right. I apologize, Brooklyn. You know that's how my parents got together by switching types back and forth. That's mm-hmm. fucking brilliant. And we need to keep that, that's that why running. I'm here. That's how Charlotte. We need here. to keep that trend going. Y'all, that's how I flirt is playlists. Oh Jesus. Hey. <laughs> what else you got for us? Okay, so uh, the next segment that I want to go over is some of my favorite shows that I've been to at Bonnaroo. Uh, straight up, let's be honest, Paul McCartney was the best one. That shouldn't even count because it's so far up. I, I know, I know, but it's so goddamn good. Three and a half hours of a Beatle, and every time he got tired, he would just sit down, stroke the ivory, and tell us some magical story. It, it was great, but, you know, had to get that out of the way. My favorite was when he told the story about hanging out with Jimi Hendrix, and he played, like, Sgt. Pepper for him. It was Eric Clapton's concert, I believe. Was it? It was Eric Clapton's concert, and Eric Clapton's string broke on his guitar. Yeah. And he called Jimmy up on stage, and Jimmy was like, if I have to be up here, so do you, Paul. And so somebody in New York, I think it was 74, paid for an Eric Clapton concert and got an Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, Paul McCartney show. Wow. <laughs> right? I wonder if that's recorded anywhere. I hope so. It's probably some bootleg tape like we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, so after Paul. Uh, so my, my, my next, there's no particular order to these. These are just ones that are uh, shining moments in my memory. Uh, would have to be Jungle. When I got to hang out with all the groups, handing out pizzas from Pizza Nova. Oh, yes! That I be- was so fun. I believe I have everybody written here after looking at many, many Instagram posts. Uh, that was the collaboration of Roo Shoot, House of Yes, Redaroo, Ruba, Supergroup, Rutan Clan, Roo Fitness, Bonnaroo Rooster, Camp Trying to Go to Bed Bonnaroo, and Camp Phantasmagoria. Yeah, I remember Ryan was calling oh. it the Bonnaroo Avengers. Bonnaroo Bay. Bonnaroo Bay. Bay. Yes. That's, I'm Everyone. sorry, I... Everyone had their own slice of pizza, and they came together. I, I got this magical moment. I literally got handed the inflatable for Redaru an hour before the show by Jason Hahn, and he was like, "We're supposed to decorate this," and I was like, "Well, wearing it like a hat." I had to decorate <laughs> the Bonaroosters for him. For Jay, oh, Jay. Jay brought his pizza to me. He's like, "Hey, do that shit that you did with the Roo buses." I was like, <laughs> shit. Okay, so I just drew a little rooster on it. Beautiful. I don't know. It was. See, I felt I felt important. Oh, you were. I mean, it's recognizable. The, you, the Rubus, that one, and Rutang Clan are the three that I, I think of. And I only think of Rutang's Clan because they peppered the shit out of that thing with Rutang Clan stickers. <laughs> I remember that. Yes. Uh, but but because I had mine an hour before, and I'm not artistic. My hands do not speak mind, and my mind barely speaks hand. <laughs> uh, I just wore my pizza inflatable like a hat, and. <laughs> It was great. So we handed out, like, I think 35 pizzas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, thanks again, Ron Hagaldo uh, uh, of the, the Roo Shoot for putting us all together, though. Um, let's see here. I'm ne- going to do that again sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just bomb people with free food? Yes. 110%. That's, that's the way to... Nothing but positivity can come out of that. Yes. Unless you really hate pizza. How could Fuck you? those people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. They're ruining the show with their free pizza. Pizza is 
a lot like sex. It can be cold, old, not authentically <laughs> Italian. It's still good. Oh. Exactly. Even Little Caesars. Look, I'm just saying. Kaisars. Look. <laughs> the people you really want to get with are the people that do put their pineapples on pizza. Oh, I Thank fucks you. with some pineapple. Yes. <laughs> the most idyllic pizza is pepperoni, pineapple, and mushrooms. I'm not going to have this debate. Okay, yeah. We're gonna... <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. I'm sorry, not sorry. Oh, and, and bell peppers. Well, that's that. Brooklyn's perfect pizza. Yes. Hey. hey! Who else? Okay, so next up, uh, Nile Rogers. Um, I got to, thanks to my good friend Kyle Gunderson, I got to dance on the what stage to Nile Rodgers. Uh, we found out about four songs in. We were already in the pit. They came to him because he had such good energy, and they were like, hey, Nile Rodgers would like for you to join him on the last song on stage, you and a partner. Uh, and Kyle turned to me, and he was like, I'm alone. Mitchell, would you be my partner? And I went, <laughs> oh, yes, Kyle. You must have felt like a god. I, I, I was the p- most beautiful girl at the ball. He, he was the golden guy. I, I loved it. And in my brain, I kept thinking to myself, stop dancing. You're going to be on stage, and you need to dance. Conserve your energy. And then the next song. And then the next song. And yeah. then I remembered that Nile Rodgers wrote literally half of Madonna's Material Girl album. And... <laughs> I then realized, oh yeah, he wrote half of Let's Dance. He wrote Let's Dance by David Bowie. And then they just kept getting good and better and bestest. And I just <laughs> couldn't stop dancing. And then it was time to go on stage. And I danced even more. And I loved it. And Bonnaroo was just so full of memories like this. Um, next up, we've got Primus 2011. Uh, this is all on... Primus sucks. Primus does suck. They are... Mm, mm. <laughs> um, this Damn. is all on YouTube. Uh, go check it out. The stagecraft was over the top. The spaceman with the monkey face and all the animations and the... uh, It was almost like a 3D lithographic card from the 90s uh, activated on stage. And there was these (laughs) giant puppeteers and things. And the real reason I mention this is because during the last song, they had about 30 people parachute in wearing full-body LED costumes and glowing. And they just landed and walked through the crowd like it was nothing. (laughs) And my poor brain was blown out at that point in time because I was supposed to meet some friends of mine at a tree three hours earlier. In a tree? At a tree. In the tree. No, tree. That's really the detail I had to go off of. In a tree. I walked away from my my sister-in-law and my brother, and I was like, I'll be back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And then I saw them 11 hours later. (laughs) Um, Sounds familiar. I'm bummed out that I didn't get to see the... uh, uh, the thing that he did with uh, John Lennon's kid that one year. I have that as a story on oh, too. Oh, okay. We'll get to that later then. Um, so, shout out. Sorry, Kayla. I uh, That was a terrible year. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was supposed to meet them 30 minutes, and then I was just like, I'll be back. And then the Bud Light took me, and uh, <laughs> I did not come back. That Bud Light, you gotta watch out for you it. Got, you, you get drunk on Bud Light, and you get in trouble. It was like that Bill Murray meme. It's like, where have you been? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> um, next up, I'm going to mention John Prine, 2019. Uh, that old man just wanted us to have fun. He is smoking a cigarette nine miles long in heaven right now. And that was one of my most precious memories. Uh, it was literally the only picture I took slash video was at 2019 was John Prine. I have a question. I have an answer. Let's hope they match. Okay. <laughs> Did he play um, In Spite of Ourselves? He did, and he had uh, Brandy Carlisle come out and sing it with Are him. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I hate that I missed that. It was so good. I, I left Mac DeMarco throwing frisbee quesadillas at the audience so I could get a better spot at John Prime. 
Oh, that's beautiful. We messed up. We were at that Odessa show. I've seen it before, and I'm sure we'll see but it like, again. No, but like, no, that Odessa no John show Prine was like top notch. It was, but I'll see Odessa again. I won't see John Prine again. That that's was very that true. That was so yeah. good. Like one of my favorite concerts of all time. It, they, I would have just loved so to sweet. go and sit there just to hear in spite of ourselves. I love that song so much. It's so good. He's he's so good at duets and just yes. generally writing wonderful. Uh, it is Illegal Smile by John Prine. It is just one of those wonderful things that when you get to sing about uh, stuff above people's heads in an old country song. I, I actually recently sang that at a wedding a couple months back and uh, the bride's, sorry, the, the groom's mother came up to me and asked me, who are you? Where are you from? You, you're singing about Mr. Hoffman, right? And I was like, yep, bicycle day. And she goes, oh my God. And then she just hung out with me for the rest of the night. I want to back up to you being a wedding singer. That's news to me. Oh, no, I wasn't. No, they had karaoke at their wedding. Oh, and I sang. Okay. If, there, if there's ever karaoke, I will go. So it wasn't an Adam Sandler situation. No, 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 no. People don't pay me to sing for them yet. <laughs> yet. Um, all right, so next up is uh, Jack White in 2014, which was just hands down one of the most incredible shows. I recently got my hand on the, the vault release from Third Man Records of that show, and it sounds just as magical as it did when I was there. You told me you plan on hanging on to that vinyl for a little while before selling it? Just a little bit, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 it's too good, and it's honestly surprising my first piece of Bonnaroo vinyl. Really? Uh, what are some other Bonnaroo vinyls? Uh, there's a lot of bootlegs. Uh, there's Red Hot Chili Peppers playing in... 2012, there is uh, Tove Lowe's I've seen. I've seen Big Graham's concert as well that somebody put on one. Uh, there's actually this gentleman, uh, I'll have to show you later a video. He's got about 25 Bonnaroo uh, records, and he posted a video oh, wow. of IHOV going over it. He also does it for holidays, like any mundane holiday. He's just like, check out my 20 heart records. <laughs> and that's Valentine's Day, or, or like the Super Bowl happened, and this man has like 30... Friggin' records all about just football teams and shit. It was weird. <laughs> okay, getting back to the concerts. Uh, both of the Glass Animal sets were absolutely phenomenal. I loved attending uh, those shows. If you get a chance to see Glass Animals, definitely go do that. So I saw them the first time. I think it was uh, 2014 or 15. I can't remember now. I think it was 14. But I, missed, they came back in 16. I missed the second one when they gave them the witch stage, but I heard so many good things. Oh, them. yeah. When that big pineapple came up. Oh, gooey started playing. That's some shit. That's some shit. <laughs> um, so I always uh, loved having these big names that I want to go see at the show, but uh, one that was in particular for me in my first Bonnaroo was M.I.A., and I went to her show, and she was just so good. And then they uh, they had Mastodon start playing on <laughs> the witch stage behind, or sorry, on the what stage behind her as she was at witch. And she was, I remember her like, those motherfuckers are going pretty hard over there. We just gotta go harder. But I, my brain had never heard jazz metal until that point in my life, so I was just like moth to the flame over there and <laughs> witnessed the end of Leviathan. I was joking that this is one of your uh, core memories, like in that Pixar movie, Inside Out. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, this British Jamaican rapper just being completely drowned out by... <laughs> it was insane. Uh, Jurassic 5 was also at my first uh, Bonnaroo in 2009, and that was just an incredible show. I, I, I can't recommend their stuff uh, enough. Another, and probably the most vivid memory for me from my first year at Bonnaroo, was actually... Um, uh, fucking Kanye West, y'all. Uh, he promised us a laser light show that was supposed to start at 1245 and he was going to play until 330. And I planned all my Bud Light 
I was very good. <laughs> I was ready. It was all happening around 12.30. And I was like, oh, yeah, Kanye's going to blow my fucking brain. Don't call the slave ship. Work in this grave shift. I was just fucking was ready. And then it got to be like 1.30 and there was no Kanye. And uh, I, drunk on Bud Light, was just like, well, fuck y'all. Bye. So you didn't even wait at all. You, oh, you bailed? I bailed early. Left my friends there. Was like, I'll catch you. And then left. That was before my time. I did go to his show in 14, and he did rant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you would be disappointed. What a press set. Yeah. What a press set. Yeah. He would... I mean, I guess it would be a disappointment if he didn't do something ridiculous if you went to one of his shows. But when he was actually performing, I was impressed. I hate to say. It's, I mean, he's got a lot of talent. That's what makes me hate him more. <laughs> yes. Um, I, but he... he I, don't, I don't know if you guys know the whole story, but he did eventually show up at around... 150 and he was still supposed to play till 3:30 and he quit the show early at 2:40 and told us to go fuck ourselves and left. Uh Did I, he really? I didn't know yeah, that. Part. Oh yeah, 100%. Um and but I left and I went to go find one of my favorite concerts ever, Vampire Weekend. I was I had never heard them before and I walked up and I'm literally by the end of every song I am scream singing along with everybody in the crowd cuz Blake's got a new face. <laughs> Uh, and I loved it, and it was such good energy. And and honestly, that was one of the the moments that I knew, like, oh well, I got to come back here. Yeah, I'm jealous. I love early Vampire Weekend. I love them now as a jam band, but like the first album is still such a banger. That's from start to finish, it's perfect. Uh, I mean, I, I I used to wake up to Dennett. Uh, oh, no, no, I, I, I completely <laughs> fucked that up. What is that song? It's track four. It's only like it's like a minute twenty, and that used to be my alarm every morning, and I can't remember what it is. Oh well. Um, so, uh, a, a good tip for everybody, if you like two bands that are playing at the at the same stage, but there's a set in between them, get to know that set in between. I have had wonderful um, bands come across my radar this way. Uh, in 2019, I wanted to see Kikigaku Moyo and Princess. They were both at that stage, and I got to know and enjoy Bombino in between. That's the one you recommended to me, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you if you like Madu Mokhtar or that Alton Gun I, I shared with you earlier, uh, Bombino is uh, definitely Middle Eastern psychedelic rock. It's good I stuff. I will check that out. Uh, another one was uh, I, I, Cherub and White Denim, and this was 2014, and I got to know and love Omar Soliman. And if you guys are not familiar with Omar, he is a Pakistani wedding singer that fled the country during the Civil War and... He's insane. He just stands on stage and vapes and hypes you up. He's probably telling us to go fuck ourselves. We have no idea what what he's saying because it's all, you know, Pakistani. Uh, and he has these guys just tearing up an electric harpsichord in the most amazing way. It sounds like a jajuka, like a, a big calliope. Uh, not not the calliope you're thinking. Yeah, I mean, different technically one. a calliope, but, you know, like a Nickelodeon, like one of those big rolling train piano You just music started using some really old-timey terms, and I'm loving them. I, they're all the same thing. Bring a nickel to the Nickelodeon, young man. Oh, yeah. I mean, behind the jajuka. Go find that song, y'all. <laughs> um, so another uh, really fun... Uh, Weird moment for me was at uh, 2013. Uh, I got to catch Weird Al. He was dressed as a big turkey. And then I <laughs> went over to catch the tail end of ZZ Top because that's where Animal Collective was playing. And I wanted to be in the pit for the Animal Collective show. Um, and I did get to be in the pit. Uh, and, and there was this... And I mentioned the turkey Weird Al because when I got to the pit for Animal Collective, there was a man or a woman. It was a being dressed as a big red parrot. And they were just <laughs> stationary in the pit. They did not move the entire first, like, three or four songs. Uh, and then 
and and me and, and a couple other folks in the pit, we were like literally like, what's wrong with them? What's have you seen the parrot move? <laughs> no, I haven't seen the parrot move. How long has the parrot been here? The parrot was here before me, and and it just stood still. And I don't know what it was. I think it was like the uh, the fifth song or so, uh, and. You know what? Before I spoil that, I'm going to talk about how the start of that concert. Went, oh yes, yes. Where where Michael Winslow, the Police Academy <laughs> noise guy, that was pretty good um, actually. He uh, he he was on stage as their MC, and he started it off by pointing uh, at a member of the band. And he would go animal collective, and the band member would scream out collective. collective. So he would just like animal collective, animal collective, collective. and that started up. Uh, the post Weather Pavilion uh, album, that first song, and then just rolled on from there. But, fourth or fifth song, Back to the Parrot. He starts to dance and move, and he is violently enjoying this song, and then he <laughs> reaches his big red wing into his mouth, and he pulls out a whole sheet of Bud Light, and he starts tearing off little dots with red parrot heads on them and handing them out to anybody that would take one. But I had to do the 5K the next morning, and I, uh, I did not drink his Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I regret it, but I don't regret it. We took you to a bar last night and you had a shot out of a parrot, so did you have some bad flashbacks? No, no, no. It's nothing but warm memories to that uh. weird, weird being in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mitchell, I am going to quickly borrow the episode from you for just a moment because me and Charlotte had to give a shout out to our Patreons. I think everybody knows the whole deal at this point. Uh, we are doing this in order to donate 80% to the Bonnery Works Fund and 20% is going to go to fund some fun stuff at our party. You got any ideas for things that we could do at our party? Giveaways or anything? Uh, I have some ideas, but yes. I, don't know, I don't know if now's Now, you do something really clever. I'm going to take a quick rat hole. Like, we've been hanging out with you this weekend, and every time we run into somebody, you, you do something really special that gives them a great memory. Can you tell real quick? I, um, I buy Lego shovels in bulk from a man in South Korea. And anytime I see someone with a really good disposition or a great outfit i walk up and i give them a lego shovel and i tell them to dig them yes that that's a perfect example i'm going to find some like giveaways like that to give to everybody that comes to our party but we're gonna let our patreons decide you can do care Uh, packages which are just packages with the word care inside that's also not a bad idea we're gonna have a call with our patreons this coming week where we're gonna kind of brainstorm some different things like that uh, those of you that are on our list that are Patreons, you should find a thing in your inbox uh, probably by the time this episode releases, honestly. But if not, it'll be a day or two later. But we wanted to thank everybody. You can find it at patreon.com slash rebus. And I'm going to get Charla to list off our names of our Patreons. I think we might have one new this week. You want to tell everybody, Charla? Okay, sure. Absolutely. We've got John Howard, Captain Dan, Lucy Young, Benjamin Wells, Ross McNamara, Kent Summers, Michael Roberts, Randy C., Joshua Winsell, Babs Baker, Madison Hudseko, Scott Hurst, Greg, Eric and Ben Abel, Yo. Kristen Straub, Natalie Gaither, Beyond the Hypnotic, that's Jace, Evan Brown, Jay Sanders, Chloe Hannon, and Sean McCar- McCarthy. Yeah. McCarthy, I'm sorry. It's Natalie Gaucher. Gaucher? We're Shout still, out to Greg. We're still trying to get all, <laughs> she, all of these pronunciations right. She messages me all the time and tells me how to say her name, and I still get it wrong. Uh, we're working on it, Natalie, I promise. I'm sorry. Yeah, we don't have much Cajun in us. I, I see you can pronounce Greg well. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, that's a tough one, dude. All right, Mitchell, I'm going to pass you back the reins. Oh, thank you. All right, oh, thank so, you, sir. We are going to start Howdy. the weird... Oh, I love, that's my favorite greeting. I don't know how to beam sunshine more. Um... <laughs> I'm going to start with my weird story time because, I mean, that's what the Rubus story time is about, correct? Yes. I mean, okay, so uh, I remember the first time that I really realized that 
Bonnaroo was a safe place uh, and for for my experiences when I witnessed uh, this is 2013 coming into Cineru, uh and I see this big dude. He's not muscular. He's just got you know like dad keg body, <laughs> and he, uh, he he's screaming a lot, and he's being held in place by some security guard, and he is just going fucking nuts and i stare for a little bit gawk walk past go to the food trucks uh come back to sit at the picnic tables where he's near about 15 20 minutes later and he's like ah, ah. <laughs> <This is> just, <laughs> just barely running out of steam yeah he's petering out man and 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 he finally as i sit there eating about five t- ten more minutes go by and the security guard Let's go of his arms, and he says, "Are you gonna do what you did again?" And he goes, "No," <laughs> and he just let him go. He's like, "Okay, you can leave time out now." Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like the security guard was just like, "Man, you are ruining this concert right now." <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Go have fun. Take uh, care of yourself. Right. And and on that uh, on that point, I th- I don't think I mentioned this yet, but I want to mention this. Be honest with the medical staff. They don't want to bust you. No cap. They just want to help. <laughs> He learned a new phrase today. I did not learn that. I taught y'all what it meant today. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it's because they so don't I'm have gold caps on their teeth. I'm capping then. Yeah. Oh, yes. 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 Capping crunch. Yeah. Capping oh, crunch. But yeah, I, back to a serious point. That's right, Mitchell. That like it, the medical tent people are not going to judge, and you're not getting trouble. You're not going to get in trouble for anything that you say there. They're just trying to help, and if you don't tell them the truth, they might give you the wrong Bud Light to help your wrong Bud Light. Oh, uh huh. It. I. I've had a friend. She was God and on fire, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh my God. We. Was, we had to medical evacuate the poor lady because she didn't tell them what she was on, and they gave her something to stop her cardiac arrest, and then she was on something. Oh my goodness! Uh huh. Yeah, I've no, someone. No one has ever stared through me before. Um, she's a mommy now. She's wonderful. I know. I, if you hear this, uh, I can't. I won't say your name, but you know who you are. Thank you for having me on your show that time. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the box. I was not here for this. So the box with three X's at the oh, end. Oh yeah, yeah. I was not here for this. This was before me in the unruly times when there wasn't a security gate between Cineru and outside. It was just one porous border. This was like the Wild West days. I wish I got to see more of it. I think from the understanding of this that it was either 2004 or five that this happened. But somebody brought four 10-foot-tall particle board pressed wood walls... And they made a strip club in group, just out in camping. And it was called The Box. And there are pictures of this. It is documented. I don't know how. I don't know why. But I've seen shout these out to them. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny how things have come back full circle a little bit. They shut that down. But now, in the past couple of years, we've had kind of like a, uh, a fun show at the House of Yes when they do like burlesque and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not to the extent of The Box, but... Uh, in an artistic way, it's getting closer to that again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there was the the party in the middle of the porta potties over in where uh, in the the grove a couple years ago that was bizarre. It was an art installation where you weren't supposed to be able to get into the park, but somebody just broke down a wall of one of the porta potties and then threw a rave in the sun. <laughs> um, I've seen videos of this kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the secret rave stage. Yeah, poopers. Yeah. Um, so their uh, next good story is uh, the year I went to go see the Lennon Claypool Delirium. Uh, I was real close. I was wearing this full body lycra suit we call it the Stuff of Fun Mares. 
Uh, it's like Green Man, but black, and then there's painted skeleton skeletal system in the middle, all in black light and, and, and glow in the dark paint, and a lot of funfetti looking Dios de los Muertos designs. Mm. And I've got a, a, a paper mache mask with the third eye on it, and everything. And uh, I'm I am a neon uh, fun mayor. This is the photo that was featured in the New York Times, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they took a black and white photo, which just... What a waste of all that color. Yeah. Um, but they took a black and white photo of us that made it into the New York Times. And I was, I was proud of that. Um, so I went to the Lennon Claypool Delirium dressed in this ridiculous outfit. And a storm rolls in and they evacuate Cineru for the first time I've ever experienced it. And a lot of people are freaking out and hiding in their cars. And I am... Uh, well, I was ready for Lynn and Claypool Delirium, so Bud Light, and uh, I am up, and I am jubilant, and I am dancing and prancing along and literally <laughs> telling people, don't worry, death is random and inevitable, and she'll kiss you all individually, eventually. It's and, either a wonderful idea or a horrible idea. Oh, I scared so many people. Because <laughs> I would, like, walk up to, like, I saw these, these girls huddling in their car, and I walked up and knocked on the window, and they, like... Of course, but like, fucking cautiously rolled the window down, and I said this to them, and they go, "Okay, like, don't worry, it's all wonderful. We're all gonna die. <laughs> don't hide now. Death will find you, anyways." Oh my god! Um, so everything got thrown off for the schedule for the rest of the day, and we—that was the same year David Bowie passed, and we went to uh, or yeah, because he didn't—he didn't February, January or February yeah. that year. Uh, so we went to uh, we were going to the planned david bowie dance party and also house of yes that was not house of yes it wasn't no no no. this is that that was before they came oh yeah. uh, okay so it, we went to the we were scheduled to go to the okay. da- well not scheduled but we were going to be going to the da- uh, the david bowie dance party and i send uh my best friend in and i go to the bathroom and i come back and she's standing outside and she's like um I don't know what that was. That's not the David Bowie dance along. There was a lot of farting and there is David Bowie. And I go, what? And I go inside and it's the Labyrinth. They Every year at Bonnaroo, somewhere, they show Labyrinth and people bring their own whoopee cushion and they fart along to the movie. And you you know, the, 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 the swamp obviously has a lot of farts. The Bog of Eternal Stints. Yeah, the Bog of Eternal Stints has a lot of farts in it, but you would be very surprised by the amount of fart noises in that movie. Like Jim Henson was just all over the place. <laughs> Uh, and, and and at Bonnaroo, they literally have a little count keeping track of exactly how many farts and which how fart we're at. I, how have I never known about this? Well, I, this I, this is the second time I attended it, and I did not want to this year. Because literally, I was I was trying to go show up for the David Bowie dance party, and I'll never forget her face when she's like, that's that's uh, that's not a dance party. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's, it's dark, fart. it's cold, there's a lot of farting. It's a fart party. <laughs> right? Um, but uh, the last year, last year at Bonnaroo, 2019, they showed the labyrinth in uh, and had a fart along, but it was as alongside the House of Yes, and they acted it out. That's what I was thinking. About. And and uh, they had um, they had folks in full body lycra suits that matched the background, so that they could give the illusion of floating like the guitar to the David Bowie person and stuff like that. And at some point in time, when he has the guitar and he's starting the, you remind me of the child, which child, the child with the voodoo, who do you do? And um, the, the folks in the lycra suits turn around and that's when you find out that they have assless lycra suits. So you just see floating, floating asses. twerking asses next to David Bowie. <laughs> I don't know why you wouldn't see that normally at Bonnaroo. I well, you know, it's, it's not everybody is Johnny Cash eating cake in a bush. <laughs> and uh, if you don't know what that is, you should go ahead and Google it. Get a little delight in your day. But uh, look around 3 a.m. at the food court if you're at Bonnaroo, and you will 
most definitely see some wood yeah. <laughs> finger deep in some food that they were not prepared for. It also looks like man inventing fire for the first time. Mm, oh, it's so good. It's such a good picture. It's such a good feeling. Like, if, if you better hope that at some point in your life you stop and you look at yourself and you go, man, I am Johnny Kate. Sorry, Johnny, Johnny Cake. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cake in a bush high. Johnny Cake eating some cash. Yeah, that, you know that's what's good, probably gonna happen in my brain. I'm at like <laughs> two years from now. I'm like, oh shit, I'm Johnny Cake. <laughs> um, let's see here. Next up, we have uh, so those full body costumes, the fun mirrors I was talking about. I actually uh, we got featured on at midnight. Um, the Nerdist, uh, I can't remember his Chris name. Chris Hardwick. Yeah, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Uh, he, he featured us on At Midnight when he talked about Bonnaroo because he's from Tennessee. And uh, he he made fun of us and said, like, how do you, where do you keep your drugs? You don't have any pockets. Man, some people take a lot of meth. There really is somebody <laughs> for everybody. And it was just ragged on us. Well, he came the following year uh, to the comedy tent and we showed up dressed in those costumes and he actually called us up to the stage and talked to us, and I was like, you you ragged on us, and he was like, I did, didn't I? And uh, it was fun. I, uh, I think Reading Rainbow. What? Uh, the, uh, LeVar Burton? LeVar Burton was on that at midnight. So there's literally like this four seconds of my 15 seconds of fame where it's my picture next to LeVar Burton. <laughs> That's a great claim to fame. You were with him and Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is a renaissance man. He's done a little bit of everything. He's so nice. Yeah, you know, you're on a good roll here, but I want to interject one thing. Mm-hmm. You're talking about, like, at midnight doing the Bonnaroo gig. The best one that I remember is when Conan O'Brien sent Triumph the Insult Comic Dog the year that Springsteen played because there was connection there because, like, uh, Mike, Max Weinberg mm-hmm. was his drummer, and he's in the E Street Band. So they did this wonderful five-minute segment where he was, like, going on around and, like, making fun of all the hippies and everything, telling this stink. And like Max Weinberg was naked in the tent, and he scared him. he ran into center who naked to oh go play God. a show with Springsteen. Jesus, go look Hilarious. that up. There's there's this lovable part at the end where like the guy that's Triumph's puppeteer or whatever, he's on the rail in the pit, and like Springsteen goes to sing a song with the dog. <laughs> it was wonderful. Anyway, I just had to digress. Oh yeah, no, no. Um, my that reminds me, my favorite comedy uh, that I ever saw there was actually Zach Galifianakis. I saw him in 2009, and that was still in his piano playing portion of his life. And I will never forget. He stopped playing the piano, stood up, walked over to this lady in the front row, and he was like, tell us a joke. And he like awkwardly like miked her in the cheek, you know, like, tell us a joke. And she goes, ah, ah. And she starts to tell a joke. And then he literally goes, shut the fuck up, I'm the funny man! <laughs> and everybody busts out laughing, and I cannot... Shake the image of how uncomfortable she was. Oh my god! But it was so funny. Like I was, I, I, I would not want to be her in that moment. But damn, was it hilarious! Um, all right, so that's a little bit of stories there. The next thing I want to talk to you about is Bonnaroo for me. Every year is Music Christmas. Getting to know the undercard, finding new things. Uh, every year, somebody does the Lord's work over on the the, sub, uh, the Reddit uh, subreddit for Bonnaroo. Uh, this year, uh, the 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 user that did it. This is. Camel capped, which means the beginning of each word is capitalized. So the T, the M, and the I, and the R. The man in rags. Uh, find that user. Look up. Look him up in Bonnaroo. He uh, he he broke down the entire lineup by genre, and it is incredible the the ability to just go through and look at stuff you you, you know you already like and find new things. And you better go exploring. There is so 
so much wealth in the undercard every single year. And my favorite concert almost every year is somebody that I did not know until the lineup dropped. Um, next up, I've got a couple gems that I want to point out for you guys. I went over some of these whenever the lineup dropped, but you know, I just have a couple things uh, for each day. Uh, at Bonnaroo this year that I think y'all should definitely check out. And I want to mention them again. On Thursday, uh, Sons of Commit and The Dip. Sons of Commit, you got me on them. I listened to some of their stuff on one of these playlists, and I really dug that a lot. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's the the members from uh, The Comet is Coming. If anybody saw them in 2019, that was a throwdown. That was so good. And the Dip, I think, is right up Brooklyn's alley with this kind of like uh, bluesy rock kind mm-hmm. of sound. Yeah, It's, it's good. It's good. Um, on Friday... Disclosure, my man. Can you get in the pit with me for that? I, I can try, but I don't. Depends on how long that line is. I do not like to meander for most of my day in a line. I'll be well, honest. disclosure is probably my number two of the whole festival. I am so excited to see them. I've been dying to see them for years. I, I'm ready to rage. Their, their show at Bonnaroo in I think 2014 was incredible. Yeah, and I missed that. I've never seen them live, and they're like a big influence for the DJ stuff I'm doing. So yeah, I'm I'm ready to party. Next up is Goose. If you don't, if you're not familiar with Goose, Goose is incredible. They're like a a soul jazz jam band. Uh, kind of like Lettuce, uh, a little bit uh, like String Cheese Incident, but way more... Uh, how do I word this? It's, it's like the, the house band at a really cool soul jazz place in the 70s oh, yes. jam band is, is kind of how I would describe them. Like Shenanigans Nightclub is incredible. Check the whole album out. What's the name of that new song you had us listen to last night, Charla? I think it's Born, maybe? Born? I'd have to look it up. It starts with a B. Okay. We did listen to it. I dug it. It was good. I absolutely love it, but it doesn't sound like Goose that yeah, much really. to me. Really? Well, that's good. They need to vary it up a little bit. Yeah, They're but I, I love it. In that regard, like each album has a very different flavor at times. I am a little surprised at the next name that you have on your list here. Sin Wagon, man. Uh, the Chicks. Uh, I, I have to tell you, Rick Rubin knows what the hell he's doing, <laughs> and Rick Rubin is producing The Chicks these days, and they are they are talented. And they are going to throw a hell of a show. They do a good show. Charlotte and I saw them about, what, five or six years ago, I yeah. guess, at the Bridgestone Arena when they had one comeback tour. And, man, uh, yeah, I'll give it up to them. They're extremely talented. So I am excited to see their show. Mm-hmm. And then we have the worst day ever. What? It's Saturday. I uh, I say that in complete uh, capriciousness. Oh. <laughs> um it is going to be so much triage for me whenever the uh, schedule actually comes out. You have out. a good problem to have. Oh, day. I know. I know. So Saturday, I'm just going to run through them. I'm not even going to comment on anything in particular besides uh, 100 Gex. Because I like energy vampirism. And it's like uh, <laughs> somebody screaming at you through a GameCube is what somebody told no, me. I said it was an 8-year-old screaming at you through an Atari. Atari. Okay. Yeah. So... 100 Gex, I'm going to be at that show uh, because energy vampirism, and there's going to be some weird, cool energy there. I'm going to at least stop by. Uh, all right, so the running through the rest of these. we got Billy Strings, Mark Ribier, Femi Cootie, which is the son of Fila Cootie, if you like Afro-future funk, uh, dis- like big band disco, uh, Ludacris, Black Tiger Sex Machine, Jude and the Lion, uh, and way too many others. I'm really not looking forward to how much I'm going to have to cut people out that day. Is Flynn playing that day on Saturday? I think so. You're going to have to add that to your list. That's going to be a fun show. I don't think I'm going to be able to avoid them. Yeah. If I understand soundscapes and the other. (laughs) Just be prepared. That's going to be a funky EDM show. I'm I'm so excited about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also on Saturday is the 5K. Uh, Come on, y'all. Come do a fucking 5K. You will have so much clout Saturday night when all these babies are tired. And you're like, oh, no. Do you have to run a 5K too? No, just me. 
and uh, it's it's fun. You don't have to run it. You just have a leisurely walk. You get a, you get something for your entry. It is very fun because like a lot of people wear costumes, mm-hmm. and there will be different things that happen on the route where people are like trolling you in a fun way, like shooting you with water guns or trying to distract you with something ridiculous or whatever. I haven't done it in a while because I didn't think I've had the energy, but you have kind of gotten me talked into it. I, I'm, I'm running a little bit, getting ready. I think I might try to do it. It's really fun. Uh, and speaking of the costumes, in, in 2013, shout out to Zoo for being a bitch. <laughs> he was supposed to uh, be my uh, my running mate it, during the, the whole thing. I bought him a Mitt Romney mask, and I had an Obama mask. We were going to hold hands and jog the whole time, but his bitch ass slept in <laughs> yeah. and didn't do it. They do a they do a giveaway uh, tickets th- for the next year for the best costume. Mm-hmm. I ran next to the guy that won it one year. He was Gumby. He had on a full suit. That the was two thousand thirteen. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wait, I, I was Obama you know that year, and I saw Gumby. Okay, that Gumby got the tickets for twenty fourteen. I have mm-hmm. photos of Gumby. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked so hot. I, I also remember there was this one man uh, wearing a shirt that said, "I am your pace. Keep up with me." And he was like 60, 70, oh. did not look like he was in great shape, but you know, he, he was the pace. And every time we got behind him, I was like, all right, old man, no, no, no. All right, jogging ahead, jogging ahead. Do you remember there was a bald guy that had like a uh, Starfleet uniform and he was Captain Picard? Yes. There were so many good costumes that year. I think he got runner-up. I can't remember. I, I know that Last Place also got something that year. They did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was kind of them. Okay, we go on about that all day. you got Sunday to get through. Oh, yeah. Sunday, Herbie motherfucking Hancock, y'all. He is secretly the biggest name on that entire he, lineup. He has gotten Brooklyn hyped about Herbie. It's 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 going to be good. The Herb. The Herb? The Herb. <laughs> I got the Herb. Come for the Herbie, stay for the Hancock. Ooh. <laughs> um, let's see here. Lettuce. Uh, is another really great uh, funk band that you should check out. I like them. I'm going to go to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so good. As a matter of fact, if, if you're a jazz fan, Lettuce does this beautiful version of uh, Miles Davis's Bitches Brew, and their version is called Witch's Stew. Yeah. And it is very good if you enjoy jazz. Uh, next up, I've got Sierra Farrell. Uh, if you're not familiar with her, she is just like the perfect country pop lady she she reminds me of like flowers in a garden yeah that's what charlotte was recommending last week yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah i really like her she's so good uh i missed the boat on her last album and now it goes for like 120 dollars which oh, wow. uh tosh sultana i'm gonna be there for that i'm so excited for them they are incredible um they uh i mean i they are sexy like prince yes. is sexy the same Raw energy of way too much talent to play all those instruments by themselves, make all that noise, just... Mm. I missed their show the first time they came around the roof a number of years ago. Everything blends together now. And their sound sounds a lot different now than it did back then. Back then it was kind of like the one-person band were using a lot of loops and stuff, but now it's a lot more layered and complex. I'm mm. really excited to see this live. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Tierra Whack. If you uh, if you're not familiar with Tierra Whack, God job, God do it. She is super good. Uh, she's a rapper that has mad game. She spits fire. Um, that's kind of it. There's a, it's a lot more than that, but I tried to keep that one a little short. You're gonna have to go stop by Res on Sunday. 
We'll get to see Rez at, uh, um, in Okeechobee mm-hmm. here a week after next. Same so. story with Flume where I'm pretty positive I'm not going to be able to avoid Rez. That's true. Because that's just one of those well, shows that's like you can shit in the porta potties out in the boonies and still be at the Rez. No, I, I'm going to bet that you could avoid Rez <laughs> Sunday at Bonnaroo because I, what I would be willing to put five bucks on is Rez is going to be the last headliner on the other stage and it will overlap a little bit with Stevie. Yeah, so you don't want to miss Steve, any of Steve. Yeah, no, no. So no. I think we're going to have to go see Rez and Okeechobee here in a few weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, the next line just says dad jokes here. <laughs> you Listen, Mitchell has been staying at our house for the weekend from Atlanta, staying here in Huntsville with us, and you have such a charming way of making friends. You tell them horrible, offensive jokes. Do you know why you can't... Oh, wait, no, she said PG-13. That's okay. Go for it. Do you know why you can't trick an aborted fetus? Because it wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> oh. That that's a terrible joke, but like it's still rather tame by your standards. Oh yeah, I've got I've got some terrible. Jokes. Maybe not that the ter- the most terrible ones. Uh, I uh, I'm practicing to be a dad. I'm not a dad yet, so these are all faux pas. <laughs> oh oh yeah the, yeah those, okay those are my favorites mm-hmm. those kind of things. All right, I want to plug you again. You have been doing wonderful work over at IHOP. We talked about this a little earlier, but just to follow up, where can people find more about that? Uh, on Facebook, I run a, a group called IHOP, International House of Vinyl. Come check us out. I, I do a live show every Wednesday night. Uh, it's an auction, but most of the time I just pick a lot of really good Zuck-proof music that nice. you wouldn't hear um, on your day-to-day. I go and kiss a lot of frogs so that I could bring you all the best <laughs> princes. We did that a little bit today. I should give him a shout out. We went to Vertical House Records here in Huntsville. I took you over there for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you might have a sale thing coming yeah, up. Yeah, he had, yeah. He invited me to be a vendor uh, at their event in October. And I, I will come back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, shout out to them because uh, I was talking with them about possibly bringing the Rubus out to Free Record Store Day in April. Um, so I think if we get a couple of details worked out, we will have it over there at Low Mill for that. It's like a. Uh, a Saturday towards the end of April. I don't know. We'll figure it out as we get closer. But we have been getting the Rubus out of hibernation. Charlotte and I have been washing it. we got it about ready to run. And uh, I think we will have it at a local event here in the Huntsville area if everybody wants to come hang with us and come sign it. But yeah, low mill for record store day sounds like a good goal. So I think we'll do that. Probably take it over to Campus 805 sometime too, don't you think, Brooklyn? Yes. Yes, she was in mid-yawn on that. <laughs> there's, um, I believe there's weekly recommendations y'all do each time. And I've got oh. a little list of them here. Oh, you have some oh, recommendations? Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm doing the spectrum. You guys handed me the mic. Okay. okay so first off, we got films. Go, yeah. We got films, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and Culture Y'all Selves, Go See Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, my brother. Okay, that's one of my favorite films of all time. And that is a, a feast for the eyes. I want to go see it on a giant screen in like 4K. Mm. Like even seeing it on like a big TV at the house is not nearly enough. Keep talking dirty to me, Dan. Oh, it's so <laughs> okay, you, all right, you want to keep getting nasty? Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of my favorite scenes in film history is when he's at the well and you see the mirage uh, come out of the distance and you find out, like, oh, this is real dude. He's like, oh crap, I'm going to get shot for drinking out of this. The way that it's set up is like... How did they do that back in like when was that made the fifties? That was the I think that was late fifties or early sixties, and it's just like it looks like a four K film shot today. Yeah, like it's so gorgeous, and the color saturation, the hues, like y'all, it's a feast. <laughs> Narratively, it gets me too because I love these stories of like people going to like other places with other cultures that they aren't really fully aware of and like finding themselves. 
It's another reason I love like that Wes Anderson movie, The Darjeeling Limited. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of other contexts that you can go into with those kind of stories about appropriating, and, and I don't think those arguments would be entirely wrong, but I still love learning from other cultures. Mm-hmm. And I think that movie is one of the best at kind of putting that into a, uh, a real... Well, it was a real story. It really happened for mm-hmm. the most part. But it's the best way of telling that story. Did you ever see Lost in Translation with Bill Murray? Yes. Oh, yeah. Also That's a great one. one. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Did you have any others? Oh, yeah. No, no. I was doing the whole spectrum here. So uh, next up, TV series. Uh, I'm going to suggest that you watch Pete and Pete. Uh, <laughs> there are way more rock stars in that than you realize. The Nickelodeon show. The Nickelodeon show with Petunia, who dances, oh, and yeah. Artie, the strongest man in the world, <laughs> whose weakness is the whammy bar on a guitar. Um, so, next up, Trigun. Uh, it's an old anime from the 90s. It is the goofiest, silliest thing. Love and peace! What? It is great. It is... Uh, I got a lot of Vasta Stampede in me. Um, <laughs> next up, we're going to do music suggestions. Unless... Oh, sorry. I'm just taking the oxygen. Do y'all have any TV suggestions? Um, I, I gave a shout-out to Peacemaker last week. I still haven't watched the final two episodes. I think I might do that Monday. Um, I, have a, I have a quick suggestion on my end. Um, is it okay if I give a quick video game suggestion? No, it's your podcast. Oh, well. They did an update for Cyberpunk 2077, and it's almost entirely a new game. Everything is stable, works fantastic, and I played it the first time around, did all the story stuff. Now I'm going back and doing all the side stuff, and I have re-fallen in love with that game. It is so fun, especially now that it is updated and quote-unquote fixed. Anyway, that's mine. Did anybody have a suggestion for anything? Here comes Brooklyn. <laughs> Dollface on Hulu. It's on its second season. Cat Dennings. Yes. Um, there's She's one hot. episode where they go to a music festival. And there's one episode where all the girls look at their vision boards that they did in college. And one of the girls, it was just a bunch of music festivals. And you could see the Bonnaroo Arch oh. on her vision board. Vision board. And I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't, there was a shout out to Bonnaroo on Orange is the New Black like some years ago. Like, one of the girls said that something crazy happened in the field when she was in the bonnet. I can't remember exactly what was said. Do you remember? Yeah, but we shouldn't repeat it on We can't podcast. repeat that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Charlotte, what's your recommendation? Well, I don't know if I would recommend this necessarily, but I've been watching it. And I'll, since I, once I start watching something, I can't really stop watching it. She um, binges. Yeah. But Bel Air, which is oh. the uh, If Fresh Prince Was a Drama. It's actually really good, guys. I won't give any spoilers, but Jeffrey has just had someone murdered. <laughs> yeah. What? It goes I think hard. That's a spoiler. It goes very hard. So yeah, that's the how guy, it's going. I, I can't remember the actor's name that plays like this version of Will Smith, but like he is good. He's like very char- charismatic in the same way that Will Smith was in the '90s or whatever. And it's still like sometimes funny, and he's like still the same goofball. But, like, it puts him in far more dramatic situations as if it was, like, some prestige drama. And I thought it was going to be silly. It's really good. Oh, I will say that the kid that's playing, quote-unquote, Will Smith, he's fantastic. Yes. I mean, he really is good. I will say that. But I, I don't know if it's really that great of a show or if, it, if I'm just feeling the nostalgia. No, place. it's... It, well, the first episode has a lot of callbacks. The but first episode not. was good. I was a little disappointed with the future episodes that I've watched. I've been liking it. Anyways, that's everybody else's. Okay. Did you have some others, Mitchell? Of course. I've did the whole gamut. Oh, All right. So next up, we got music suggestions for everybody. Uh, Echo and the Bunnymen, the album Ocean Rain. Tatsuro Yamashita, the album For You. Tones on Tales, the album Pop. There's three wide spectrums. 
Got some good stuff in there. And then the last thing that I'm going to share with you all is poetry because no one ever makes you go do poetry. Yes! You uh, have one of yours for us? I, I could, but I was honestly going to suggest other folks' stuff. Uh, check out The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Um, the same cup you now drink your mirth in was once burned in the kiln of your misery. For you can only hold as much joy as sorrow has carved out of you. Um, beautiful stuff. Closest thing I have to a religious text. Uh, second up, Fernando Pessoa. He is a Portuguese poet. Uh, he, When he died, he was the number one author of all of Portugal. And then they found out that he was also the fifth, sixth, and eighth best-selling artist because he wrote under nom de plumes because he couldn't get enough. Um, Every day, ships leave ports, and they do not arrive anywhere that does not know suffering. Um, and then last, I have Stanley Kunitz. Uh, Stanley Kunitz, uh, he passed away. He was the poet laureate at the age of 96, and at 100, he wrote this beautiful, beautiful poem called Touch Me. And what a mighty roar comes from such a small machine as the cricket sings his song across the field. What moves the body? Desire, desire, desire. Um, I can't wait to make y'all all a part of my family. And Farmily. thank y'all so much for having me uh, in your little slice of heaven. Yes, Mitchell, you do this so well for everybody that you meet. You're a ray of sunshine for everybody with your little like Lego shovels that you give them and your ridiculous jokes or whatever. Um, I always say this at the end of every episode, but so I think you're one of the best representations of this. So can you sign us off? Y'all get out there and radiate some positivity. Make Woo! sunshine blast out your asshole and into other people's eye beams. Yes! Thank you. All right, see you guys next week.